0: welcome to the Sonic cloth podcast this is your boy Jamil we are here doing something different on this episode I have a guest with me today uh, I have Dan from the create and destroy podcast which is uh, a podcast I discovered um, when I was just searching for music podcasts and and came to find that I was uh, really digging a lot of the artists that Dan was talking about and Dan is here live so um uh, if you just want to introduce yourself and maybe talk for a minute about Create and Destroy.
1: Yeah, hey, my name is Dan Donaruma. I'm the host of Create and Destroy podcast, which is coming on its second year of being an actual thing, which is kind of weird. Um, I started it in June 2018. So yeah, two, almost two years now, which is pretty awesome. And my my goal with the podcast is to bring on bands and artists that I think are making cool music and I think deserve to have their, uh, you know, their stories and, and what goes into making their music uh, talked about and shared with others.
0: So one thing I noticed when I uh, started listening to Create and Destroy was that you had interviewed so many artists on uh, a label that I'm a massive fan of, the flenzer and that is essentially the whole point of this episode is to uh, worship at the altar of the flenzer we're both massive flenzer nerds and um yeah that was one of the first things i noticed about your podcast is like you had interviewed you know planning for burial and um who else did you get on there it's it's escaping me right now
1: oh yeah so i've had on tom was try it tom um kyle yep tom was from planning for burial Kyle Bates from Drowse, Jonathan Tewit who runs the label, Brian Manning from Bostonage. Um, Let's see, is there anyone else? I I I don't know if I'm missing anyone else. Um, Those are the ones that are are coming to mind. But I've also had on some Flenser adjacent artists as well. Yeah.
0: Right. And then, yeah, it seems to like, uh, kind of ha- exhibit it, it's inhabit its own world sometimes, uh, when you, when you get into the Flenser and, you know, it shares a lot of artists with other labels, like profound Lore is a good example of another yeah. like metal label that like kind of, you know, bands sort of ping back and forth between them, but let, let's kind of back up and get into like your experience with the Flenser. How did you first hear about the label? Was there, was there a release that, uh, kind of like sucked you in
1: to, uh, this world? So this was around 2011, 2012. So the Deaf Heaven demo demo came out and I was like blown away with that release. And at that point, I had not heard of the Flenser or really any artists from the Flenser. And I wound up posting on this old hardcore message board. Hey, can you guys suggest some bands that would be similar to Deaf Heaven? And someone suggested Have a Nice Life. And I went and checked out Have Have a Nice Life and instantly, like, fell in love with that band. And I just tried to find anything anything and everything I could about Have a Nice Life, and I wound up coming across Enemy List and The Flenser. And I just wound up going through each of those record labels and seeing what bands they had been working with and if there were any bands that I liked, and I just came across several bands that the Flenser had put out that i really enjoyed and at that time they were much more of a metal focused label i would say yeah um, but it was right around the time of the unnatural world so um it was a it was a pretty good time to discover the Flenser.
0: yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask if in 2012 if the Flenser had sort of like taken in uh have a nice life yet because half a nice life's like basically at in the early in the in the earlier two thousands, like they were synonymous with one record, right? Death Consciousness, and yeah. it was kind of this like cult record that existed, you know, before they signed on to the Flenser. And then uh, we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. But Have a Nice Life got like sort of integrated into the Flenser family, I would say.
1: Yeah, and it was awesome because when I discovered Have a Nice Life, I was able to listen to Death Consciousness and the Unnatural World at the same time, and so I just wound up trying to find anything I could about have a nice life. So I, ha- I still have them. Like I have a bunch of like demos and just like unreleased. Well, I don't know if I should say they're unreleased, but just stuff that's not on streaming anymore. So like they released some, some different uh, recordings and different releases back in the day. Um, so it's like different versions of um, some of the songs that are on death consciousness and the unnatural world, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, and it's interesting now to kind of like look back at the Flenser and see what that label was at that time to where they're at now. Because um, yeah, de- Flenser is in a completely different world of its own, different tier of its own. Right. And um, it's interesting that like
0: Deaf Heaven brought you to the Flenser, brought you to Have a Nice Life, brought you to the Flenser. Yeah. Um, because I-, I can see fans of Deaf Heaven also liking Have a Nice Life. I'm sure there's plenty of crossover there, but I mean, they don't. They don't sound particularly like each other, but Def Heaven is also one of yeah. the one of those bands that's good for the starting a rabbit hole. You know what I mean? They they lead you on yeah, to a yeah. lot of other shit. And also, Def Heaven's a San Francisco band, right? And Flenzer is Bay Area label. Yeah, yeah,
1: and they they yeah they did a split with Bostonage. I don't know yeah. if the Flenser put that split out, but yeah, they did a split with Bostonage. So yeah, they're from San Fran, and I think that they may not be like have a nice life but they still float in that like same you know realm of have a nice life and and bands that people that are into have a nice life tend to enjoy
0: yeah for sure that's so that's how how i got into the Flenser was i was obsessed with metal i mean i still am in a lot of ways and i was obsessed with that label profound lore records and they started to really, I think they had released uh, Boston Naj's uh, third album. And I, I just, and Profound Lore was one of those labels where I'm like, I'm checking out everything that comes out on this label. Because I was finding that I was liking the majority of it. And Boston Naj came on, and then I think I went backwards and saw they had that split with Deaf Heavens. Um, and that sucked me into the Flenser, obviously. And and at, at first glance, I was like, oh, this is a metal label. Like, panopticon was on there palace of worms like Mm -hmm. this kind of weird black metal shit um so it it's it i i think when i got into the Flenser at that point it was early enough on to where like majority of the releases were metal you look at the Flenser in 2020 and like what they put out and it's like every once in a while a metal record comes out
1: yeah i someone in the this was like a couple months back but someone in the Flenser facebook group put um Made a meme. It's like what the soft side of Flenser looks like, and then what the metal side of Flenser looks like. And it's like people dressed in like new age, uh, new wave outfits, and then people dressed in like you know tight leather and <laughs> leather jackets. It's and it's so true because there's definitely they def Flenser definitely has very unique artists. You know that that can be straight up fucking black metal or straight up metal, and then they have a, a an act like Midwife, which is soft core or excuse me slow core and super fucking depressing right and back when it first started it yeah. was strictly just a metal label well
0: madeline from uh from that band calls uh yeah. dream what is it dream metal i think she's she's referred uh, to her oh, music yeah. as so, dream metal or yeah something like
1: yeah he- heaven metal is that heaven metal is? something like that that's, yeah that's yeah what it is. that's what it yeah.
0: is yeah yeah it's it's funny because um it is it is rare for for a metal album to come out on there at all. And but even from the beginning, when it was mostly metal bands, none of them were you. You couldn't find just like a, a straight up like black metal band, a straight up death metal band, a straight up any kind of metal band. Like they're always weird. They're always weirdos, no matter what.
1: Yeah, and and that's one of the things that made me fall in love with the Flenser right from the get go is that Jonathan has been able to pick the ba- the artist that he's working with and i feel like the artist that he's working with and not this is not to disparage other bands that are not on the flenser or or other labels i just think that the bands that jonathan works with are really looking at music as as an art form and how can they push the art of music in a, in whatever way that they can um, and that's one of the things that i fucking love about the flenser and that's one of the things in speaking to people to some of the acts that i've had on my podcast and hearing what they talk about what they're what they have to say about their music it's they come they they approach their music in a very thoughtful and artistic way and i think without even if you didn't have that conversation with someone you could get that sense from listening to the artist that the Flenser puts out they're really there really is an artistic focus to the the music and material that they're releasing and there is a shit ton of thought and effort that goes into their music and it's very much pushing boundaries in genres and and pulling from various genres and i feel like there's not a ton of labels that are putting out artists in the way that that the Flenser does at least in terms of the 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 number of artists um so yeah that's one of the things that that Definitely drew me to the Flenser. It is.
0: I mean, I I was primarily a metal dude like before any of that. And I would say the Flenser is absolutely responsible for a broadening thing like broadening what heavy music can be for me, Um, because once you start getting once you start checking out literally every album every artist, the Flenser signs or drops, you just start to, you just expand, like the circles expanding. you just start to be, genre becomes less and less important. But also the other interesting thing that happens to me with some Flenser artists is it makes me go back to like old stuff that I used to listen to when I was a kid that I've kind of like dismissed. Like I fell in love with the Smashing Pumpkins uh, like all over again. Um, Their early stuff, um, you know, early mid stuff because of artists on the Flenser, you know, not because they sound like them, but it's just, I, I want that like, there, there's an aesthetic or just like a, a fuzzy, like all those fuzzy tones and like, uh, I don't know, some of the, some of this stuff really, really harkens back to some some old stuff that I kind of th- threw away without being like a label that's like trying to reinvent any of that stuff, you know? It's not like a revival label. A revival label, yeah, a, yeah, a revival yeah. label of it. Dude, of, of, I completely agree.
1: Time. Yeah, and uh, you had, you bring up a good point, dude, and these are uh, some notes that I, I wrote for myself is several bands on the flenzer challenged what I thought heavy music could be or what I thought metal could be right. A band like fucking mama leak or reckon reference. Yeah. Um, really challenging what my cons, my, my thoughts were on how heavy music should be. And it's shit that I never experienced before delving into the flenser and, and their catalog. I, I, Loved when I when I interviewed Jonathan for the podcast, he he mentioned that, you know, it's weirdo music. And I love that term. I feel like it's like such a, a great way to describe the Flenser and and the bands that that Jonathan puts out. It's weirdo music, man. And it's it's fucking great.
0: It is. Um, and uh, <laughs> I probably should have mentioned this in the beginning, but uh, we the, the main mission today, aside from uh, like really just nerding out about the Flenser and like being very very sappy about it as well is uh that we each you know the format of my podcast is that I pick you know a handful of tracks to sort of like start you down some rabbit hole right and um so this is the first one I'm doing where I'm talking about a label um which obviously is the genre list but it, we, the the mission basically when we were first when we were first talking Dan was I'm gonna let's let's uh cap it at eight songs you pick four I pick four and really, the only criteria is like, these are the four songs that maybe, you know, either can represent, you think represent the Flenser um, in terms of like giving someone a rabbit hole to go down, or it could just be your personal favorites. And we, so we like embarked on this mission and uh, we didn't, we also, our, our other rule I think was that we didn't want to feature two songs by the same artist, Right. So uh, we have eight songs for you. We're gonna play them. We're gonna uh, talk about them first. Um, before we get into that, though, I think there's probably a little more to get into with the Flenser. One one thing that I had in my notes was I find it interesting that like the Flenser nurtures a lot of like these cult artists like uh, Bostonage, Reck and Reference, Mama Leek and like Planning for Burial. Like ma- I think majority of their releases are on the Flenser, and this is mm-hmm. like very much their home, I would say. But then you have like the Flenser take occasionally we'll take on like call artists like ko dot or have a nice life where the the audience sort of gets brought into the flenser like K- ko dot has so many releases and they're over the course of a lot of different labels and stuff like that so they're a flenser band for sure they fit in in every possible way but they also can like float sort of in and out of the label as well i don't know i, I think it's interesting that they'll also bring in these like i i tend to think of the is like they're the ones who cultivate these artists and like yeah um and not even just like send them off into like a major label territory because i don't know that a lot of Flenser artists end up like making it on to like bigger labels like relapse and stuff like that i think king king woman did
1: though right yeah king woman went to but no it wasn't profound lore was it sacred bones or Sar- sergeant house I, th- I think it was sergeant house
0: yeah maybe they're on sergeant house now they they had an album come out on relapse so i know that
1: was it relapse oh yeah but yeah they put out the i think it was their first like first dp or some shit like that yeah It's Yeah, man, it's interesting that the Flenser and their bands totally have a cult following. And I think that's another thing that sets the Flenser apart from most labels is that even before I discovered the, the Flenser, there were absolutely labels that I appreciated and labels that I thought were some of my more favorite labels because they put out you know bands that I enjoyed, but not at the level of the Flenser. And I think the Flenser—I ha- don't know how the fuck Jonathan has done it—but really has cultivated a cult following for the label. And then the artists that he works with tend to have cult fo- followings themselves. You know, Have a Nice Life, for example, is—they've got such a fucking humongous cult following. Yeah, huge. It's a family. There's—it's the Flenser family.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's that there's that group on Facebook, which I I'm not I'm not someone who participates in it. But, um, you know, you can you can go in and talk to all the like almost all the artists on flenser are in there. Everyone's super accessible, yeah. super friendly. Um, there's not a I... there's not a maybe at first glance, the flenser might seem like a pretentious label. But once you actually like dig into like who these artists are and like the way they interact no. with each other, it's like zero pretension happening at all.
1: No, so like before I started doing the podcast, like I would I would kind of reach out to some of the artists here and there to just ask certain questions about their music or or releases. And like like Tom, for instance, I remember before I started doing Create and Destroy, just like picking his brain on Tumblr, sending him a message on Tumblr to ask him about, you know, a song in Below the House or some shit. But to to, to talk about the Flenser Facebook group. It, I highly recommend the Flenser Facebook group if you're a fan, a flan, a, excuse me, a fan of the Flenser. And I'm not a big Facebook guy, but yeah, most of the bands are super accessible and people are super friendly, and it's definitely like a family sort of uh, group environment in there. So yeah, I would totally recommend it.
0: Yeah, and they're all fans of music too, so you just end up yeah you just end up like bonding over a lot of stuff like I, that that I've kind of witnessed from a lurker perspective. Um, I also like. So oh, go ahead
1: i have a question for you man yeah, so do you do you have friends that are into the the label and artists on the label
0: yeah i have a, i have a couple friends who they're not they're certainly not like on an obsessive level the way that i am but i mean i have i have friends who i've kind of tried like pushing am like you know they'll they'll end up liking a bostonage record a lot or i'll take them to go, i took a couple friends to go see them live and i'm like this is where you start and then just like go down this rabbit hole. It's something you need to experience for yourself and start getting into these bands. But the problem is I don't know a lot of people like me and like you, presumably, who will like really commit like a lot of time, too much time to just yeah. like checking out artists. There can never be. And that's sort of like a, a common theme of this podcast is like it's a little bit of like a sickness, I think we're not doing anyone harm you know or anything like that but like there's can never be enough like new artists for me to check out there can never be enough new albums for me to check out um and none of my friends are on that level they're they're far more casual music listeners they might be adventurous music listeners but they're not they're not adventurous plus have this weird uh just OCD, like, tendency to have to check out everything. Like, the fear of missing out with music is a serious, serious problem with me. I don't, know about, oh, I don't, I don't I, know about you. I
1: completely agree, man. So, it's funny, dude. So, I asked that question because I didn't start to make friends with people that are into the Flenser until I did the podcast. Um, most of my friends were either into punk hardcore, some, like, slowcore, some, like, some gay stuff. None of them liked Flenser artists. Um, not even having have a nice life. So I would have no one to talk about the Flenser or the bands that I listened to. And that was one of the big driving forces behind doing the podcast originally the podcast wasn't supposed to be a music podcast I was just going to do I'm just going to talk to people who are making cool shit um but when I was thinking about creating the podcast like I remember thinking about I want to have Tom was on the podcast I want to pick his brain I want to have Jonathan who runs the the label on the podcast and pick his brain because I had no one to fucking talk to about the Flenser and the and the artists that they were uh putting music out for and it wasn't until after I made the podcast where I started to meet some people in Rochester or just wherever that are into the Flenser and, and the artists they work with.
0: It was like easier for you to actually talk directly to the founder of the label and the artist on the label than it was to to find people who are just fuck with the label, like on a fan level.
1: Yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) That's like the the next thing I was going to mention is like, there might be, may or may not be an aesthetic to the Flenser, but like there's memes. And, um, you know, for example, uh, on Spotify, if you follow the Flenser, um, they put out a, a playlist every once in a while that's called now that's what i call gloom which is like a, a, a spoof on now that's what i call music those like uh, really funny shitty like pop radio compilate cd compilations that like somehow still come out in, in 2020 um and then there you have the no fun t-shirts i don't know is that are the no fun shirts Flenser or, or is that a particular band
1: i think so i think that star i think dan barrett's that's from enemy list i think oh, okay but I'm, i think that's a dan barrett thing yeah Okay. Which yeah, speaking but, of shirts, what kind what shirt you got on?
0: I just have a a gray shirt. There's nothing on it. But I have I have oh, four, dude. four or five Flenser
1: shirts in my arsenal. I was going to say I had to rock I I had to rock my Flenser shirt today. I <laughs> felt like
0: it was only it was only appropriate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um also going to throw this in great mail order. Like Flenser is some of the best mail order in the game. Um so, uh, the other thing, so I guess my point with like the whole aesthetic thing is there is like a gloom, no fun, yeah, like f- be sad, revel in being sad, kind of like aesthetic to the Flenser. And, it, you know, the, the music you're listening to might, might not actually be sad depending on the artist, but I mean, there's definitely yeah. like, there's a gloomy thing happening with all these artists. I mean, you'll hear it in the eight songs
1: we're going to play today. Um, yeah, my, my brother does not listen to any of the music I do and he'll like, he'll poke poke jabs at me like oh that that's sad i want to kill myself shit that you listen to i'm just like yeah a lot of the (laughs) flanger stuff does it does have like suicide connotations and 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 gloomy and sadness to it so yeah
0: but that's not the feeling I get when I listen to it. That's for sure. No, no.
1: Um, so, Although, dude, I, I've mentioned this before, and yeah, one of the I I put them on here is uh, Drowse. Like drows is music, yeah. man. That's like I got to be in the right mindset to listen to Drowse sometimes, because that could take me into a very dark hole, very very quickly. Sure, sure. And then you know, have a nice
0: life is that record. The first record, Death Consciousness, is incredible. Inc- it's such a bummer record, but after like you know 40 50 spins of it it just starts it's almost like it becomes a pop record in your mind or something like that you know because it's yeah. it's just becomes so infectious one, and like you anticipate every every little part of it
1: the one song that could still get me though is I don't love like that song sometimes if i'm if i'm not in the right headspace and I, that song pops on i'm just like oh boy this this could be a tough one but yeah i agree <laughs> yeah. a lot of the other songs i could just like i could jam and enjoy them and It not be a big deal. Right. So for the, let's
0: get into a little bit about the tracks. Like how, how did you select your tracks? What were the challenges? Uh, was there something like when we first talked about this and agreed to it, was there something like, well, I know for sure this track's going to be on there, like no matter what. Oh
1: yeah. So yeah, dude, we talked about this and initially I thought this was going to be so easy. I had my four pack, my four tracks picked out. I knew exactly which four songs I wanted to do. Or choose, but the more I thought about it, the more I went through the Flensers catalog. The harder it was for me to settle on my choices. Yeah, um, I I initially wanted to pick like have a nice life was one of the the bands i wanted to pick um and then the more i thought about it i was like i don't know if i want to go with have a nice life song because everyone that is going to be into the Flenser or this kind of music is going to know about have a nice life um but then it just morphed into what are four songs that i think best represent why the Flenser is such an, an incredible album and then I, I also wanted to pick some songs that I, or that I thought maybe people might not be as familiar with, right. As we mentioned, I think anyone that's into the, the Flens is going to know, have a nice life. So I wanted to pick something that maybe people, some songs that maybe people might not be as into, or might not be, yeah. um, deeper cuts. aware of. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. How about you, man? How What were some of the like, challenges that you had?
0: Um, you know, it was the second I opened up Flenzer's Bandcamp and started looking through, and I was like, it's, I'm, I know all of these albums, like, <laughs> you know? Um, so I don't know. It's some kind of mix of, like, I know I had to have, like, a particular artist on there. Um, it, it wasn't very song-specific. I wasn't like, I, this song blows my mind every single time because that is is just, there's an entire catalog full of those moments. It was just more about, I think, giving uh, some kind of representation to the diversity of the Flenser because I didn't want, I, what I hoped wouldn't happen was it just be eight super bummer kind of songs, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: so uh, gl- gladly when our f- tracks came together and, and, and I see the way that it flows and I, I think we're representing uh, a lot of different corners of the Flenser that uh, are probably pretty surprising. But yeah, it was like s- sucked to leave off Stuff like for me, like I, I also was gonna like, we could, this could also lead into like honorable mentions and sort of underrated stuff that we want to shout out before we get into these tracks. Is like for me, it was really tough to not put a KO dot song on there. But KO dot is also one of these like legacy bands that have been around for a long time. I've been following them for a long time, even before I was aware of the Flenser. Um, but I think KO dot's material on or output on the Flenser is some of their some of their best stuff i mean hobardo is an incredible record it's one of my favorite ko dot records and Coffins on Neo is also in a really amazing album and then toby driver's solo album was on the Flenser, madonna horror and that, that's excellent the other underrated one i have two more one, one of them is uh i don't know sure exactly how to pronounce this Bodif song songs stench of exist have you ever listened to that record
1: yeah, I gotta say, I, for I, that's one of their their artists that I, I haven't been able to get into. I've definitely have tried, and it's yeah. one of the ones I just couldn't get into.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I've I had never heard Bode of songs before that Flenser's title um, "Stench of Exist," but uh, and I don't think they've done a record for the Flenser since. So I think it's one of these bands that had a life. Had a label life before the Flenser and maybe even after. I haven't really kept up. But I I think that's such an underrated Flenser album. It's, it's, It's really, really sad. And it's like the perfect late night album, introspective kind of like record to me I, I really love it it's not an album i put on <laughs> in any kind of company though and then the th- the last one is that elizabeth color wheel album from a couple years ago i think is just it's one of the just the best rock records the last five years like i love yeah. i love it and i think that band of any of like their very current sort of signees that's the one that's gonna that's gonna go
1: really like i think really far i agree dude i think that band is like and I've said this before um, on my podcast. They're they're gonna fucking take over the world, dude. Have you ever seen them live?
0: No, but I keep hearing they, that they're that they're the, just the most incredible live band.
1: Yeah, um, I I their live set is is insane. Um, their singer Lane has just such a fucking presence. Her voice is incredible. The whole band is just phenomenal. Um, live and so yeah I, I think that they're gonna be a band as long as they're together I could see them doing some serious big things. Yeah I agree. So I, I have to say man I I really fucking struggled with leaving certain bands off the list like Drowse, for instance. I there were that was another one that I was like I want to have Drowse on my list initially and then I kind of thought about it and I was just like they're a newer band. I think people of the Flens that, that follow the Flens are now probably listen to Drowse. Um, but Drowse is phenomenal. Kyle Bates is like, he's been on my podcast twice. He's like the nicest, awesomest dude. He deserves all the love in the world. Um, so yeah, go listen to Internal Worlds from the album Light Mirror, which came out last year because that track is incredible. That Was, your, was that, that your favorite album of
0: last year? Right.
1: That was one of them. It was in my top five. It didn't want it for the longest time. Like that was number one. And then a couple of releases came out at the end of the year and, and supplanted it. Right. Maybe
0: it was the the previous Drow's record. That was your number one. Yeah. For so cold air.
1: Yep. Yeah. Cold air was yeah. number one the, the previous year. So yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal musician and just a super cool dude. Um, and internal world is probably my favorite drow song. Um, Have a nice life. was also really tough to leave them off but i figured you know what um there'll be an honorable mention go listen to cropsy that song is incredible yeah but the song that is my favorite have a nice life song i was actually playing it before um we started talking is sisyphus which is not on any of the Flenser releases it's on like one of their like weird releases from back in the day just YouTube, it it's on YouTube, and it is fucking incredible. The lyrics are so good; it's so such an incredible song. Um, another honorable mention: Low Estate. I love that band. They are so, they rip so much, and I feel like they is it are a hardcore criminally hardcore They're like a metal band. Um, they're they are so criminally underrated. It's ridiculous. Um, their their album covert cult of death is so good and the opening track on that album the rope is incredible turn that on and just headbang into oblivion because it's so goddamn good um i also wanted to put son head on originally um i know their most recent out album or their most recent release wasn't on the Flenser, but there's they're still flen's family goes profound right yeah yeah and they're they're incredible oh so yeah that was another uh, i had um john rafano from sonnet on the podcast as well it's like i knew there was another artist um but the song atrium from their 2015 album revisionist is incredible and then lastly veil they are a metal band and they are so good um i got to see them last summer and they were incredible live like deafeningly loud but incredible they were so good and their uh, most recent album the song beyond the pale is such a great song so those would be my honorable mentions
0: yeah that veil record is so sweet um i will i'll, yeah. I'll definitely link your um your honorable mentions in the description for people so they can just click and get to it um nice yeah, uh those those are those are good. That lowest state one, I totally slept on that one. I don't even think I checked it out. For some reason, I I, I thought I remember seeing that it was like a, a, hard, a hardcore record, which is not why I avoided it. But, yeah, um, I mean,
1: I could I could see how someone might call them hardcore. They dude, they're just they're heavy as fuck. And that that album, Covert Cur- uh, Cult of Death, and I'm trying to remember what the previous release was called. I can't remember. They're both really good. And I just, I, I'm, it almost surprises me how much they don't get as much love and appreciation from flen, uh, fans of the Flenser, and I feel like they, they are so good. I think part of the problem is they're just not super active, but yeah. I, ju- I found out that they are coming out with, or they're working on a new album, which I'm pumped about. Sometimes,
0: maybe this is just an observation. I mean, I don't actually know how many evidence for this. I feel like sometimes the more metal stuff that comes on on Flenser gets overlooked here and there. And the Gothier kind of stuff, maybe the sad, sad boy and <laughs> sad girl kind of stuff, like rises to the top or something. I don't know. That could just be a weird, a weird thing in my mind because there was another metal album that came out last year. Uh, oh, I wish I could remember the name of it. All, I, I
1: I think you could be onto is something. Is it All
0: Ale or Alms or something like that? It's it's featured it's featured
1: A I L yeah. And it's got two two members
0: of Ludacra in it who are like a legendary like San Francisco black metal band, one of my favorite metal bands in the world. Like I felt like that album got overlooked and it's such a killer record.
1: I think the Flenser, the, the bands that maybe aren't as black metal focused seem to get more love from a a wider amount of individuals. Um, And I get, I guess that kind of makes sense because I feel like, metal especially some of the 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 metal releases from the Flenser, it's i feel like it's a the flanger is a in general is a very niche sort of yeah. um uh audience but i just think some of the black metal bands could even could also be very niche i mean even like i'm just pulling up their their catalog like succumb that's a fucking cool that that was a cool release that i, <laughs> I don't see many people that. talk about i love Yeah, that's that a fucking cool <laughs>
0: that was the my favorite my fa- one of my favorite metal albums of that year i think came out two years ago and like one of the be- one of my favorite death metal albums just totally bizarre album also drummer from boston nage in succumb i find that a lot a lot really? of really the... i
1: didn't i didn't know that
0: yeah yeah i mean it's two totally different drum styles but you could tell it's him because that, that 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 guy is a monster um that's fucking cool yeah he's a beast man yeah yeah uh the and it also seems like the flenser metal more metal leaning bands a lot of them are local to the bay area. I think he Jonathan is like just showing a lot of love to like local metal bands because almost all the yeah. ones i can think of right now are are San Francisco bands except for maybe so yeah. like some of the some of that early stuff as well.
1: Yeah, and i i remember when when i had Jonathan on the podcast that was one of the things he talked about is that he did want to you know give love to San Francisco and the bands coming out of the metal bands coming out of the bay area. So that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, and you know, the Bay Area has always had a a healthy metal scene. Even you know, wait, you know, outside of you know, Bay Area thrash kind of shit. Obviously, Mm -hmm. like later. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, just the have you ever listened to Black Metal band Weakling? Have you heard them? No, just Weakling alone. It just like spawned an entire interest in uh, you know style of black metal in the states that I think is also a very underrated thing um okay well um is there anything we want to to bring up about the Flenser as a label in general before we get into these tracks
1: um i think we touched most of it i think you know one of the things that i mentioned earlier about the Flenser artists challenging my thoughts or, or conceptions on certain genres And one of the things I also love about a lot of the artists that Jonathan puts out is that they tend to pull influence from a wide range of genres, you know, so shoegaze, slowcore, various metal, punk, noise. all And that's something that I think is very, very, very unique to the Flenser that not a lot of other labels... um, tend to do at least at least in terms of the the number of releases and artists that the flenser um is able to cultivate
0: yeah i mean virtually every genre subgenre is represented in some way yeah on a on a flenser release but but there is like a he- i would say like there's an overarching sort of heaviness to the flenser you know it doesn't mean the music's going to be metal it just means it's going to be heavy a heavy impact emotionally or I mean, you just can't imagine like a fun band ever <laughs> coming out on the Flenser. Like the funnest thing you could ever you could find. I don't even know what the funnest band on the Flenser is. I mean, there's some stuff that veers into like has real pop sensibility to it on the Flenser, but it's not fun. It's nothing. Nothing fun about it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a you know very emotional, emotionally laden music. Very, um, very visceral, very emotional music for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt.
0: Okay. Um, so let's, let's get into these eight tracks. So, uh, the way we're structured, this is we're going to lead off with a track you selected, and then it's going to, uh, come back to me for a track I selected. And we'll just, we'll keep going until each of us has, uh, uh, talked about and played our, our four tracks. And, um, why don't you go ahead and kick it off with track
1: number one. So my my first selection is, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Yeah, good luck with this Gled, one. Yeah. <laughs> Gladistia by Botanist. And Botanist was a band that, when I listened to Botanist for the first time, discovered Botanist strictly because of the Flenser, f- absolutely blew my mind. Um, and still, the Botanist music blows blows me away. Um, so this song is off the album Six Flora, which came out in 2000 and 14. And as I mentioned, I felt like I had to include Botanist because I think Botanist as a whole is a perfect example of why the Flenser is such a great album. Um, so Botanist is the solo project by this dude from San Fran. I, I think it's pronounced Outrebor. Um And there's several things about his music that I love. Uh, one that he does not use guitars. He uses these uh, a distorted hammer dulcimer which is wild as hell and I was completely unfamiliar with it at first I had to google it and it's so goddamn awesome uh, and secondly his he's created this entire lore around his music if you go to his website um And this is pulled right from his website. The songs of botanists are told from the perspective of the botanist, a crazed man of science who lives in self-imposed exile as far away from humanity and its crimes against nature as possible, which I just think is awesome as fuck. Um, And if you if you go to his website, there's a whole section of lore on the project. And for someone like me, who's a gigantic Star Wars nerd, I absolutely love that. And I think that's so cool that basically when he's creating music and he's writing, he's conjuring this identity or this um, entity of the botanist. And it's all about basically how man is destroying the world and having a flora revolution against man. <laughs> I think it's so cool. And so uh, this album, Six Flora, was the first botanist album that I had listened to. And when I listened to it for the first time, just completely... Blew me away and challenged to me, for me, what metal, what I thought metal could be. And, um, and that's what I think a lot of Flenser artists do is they challenge my, my notions on what a certain genre can or should be, which I think is awesome. Um, so yeah, this song is, is probably my favorite off of the album. It's short. I think it's only like two minutes longer, maybe yeah. just a little bit longer than two minutes. But the entire album is incredible. I, I initially thought about putting the opening track, Stargazer, on there because that uh, song is also great. But I would highly recommend the entire album. It's so goddamn good.
0: yeah. Yeah, this is another record that I, I, I hold in high esteem for sure. And I was looking up some of the influences of Botanists. So like the Ruins of Beverast, who are like a, a, a black death metal band, are really good. Stars of the Lid, who are like an ambient, really amazing, like mo- ambient modern classical project. Ulver, Immortal, Arvo Parrot, and Bolt Thrower. So it's just like the influences are wild. And yeah, the concept. The, there's nothing there's no one doing anything remotely what like Bond, nope. is doing conceptually or even uh, in terms of the music and it's one of those things where the concept of the music is just and it, there's no separation between that and the music the the music sounds like the concept you know what i mean
1: yeah and that, and that, you know that's one of the things uh, again that i love about the flunzer so many of the artists on the on the label no one sounds like those those artists. you know, like no one sounds like botanist. no one sounds like have a nice life. no one sounds like planning for burial. They they're artists that are making very, very unique music that are doing very, very unique things, which I think is awesome.
0: Yeah, and doesn't it, it honestly doesn't get more weird than botanists to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I have written here a botanist holds a romantic worldview in which plants reclaim the earth after humanity has killed itself. And the artist yeah. is trying his damnedest to bring about the end of humanity because humanity is destroying the natural world and the natural world must prevail, which is very black metal, to be honest. Um, and, you know, it's, it's when you listen to Bonus, it's like there's black metal traits and dynamics for sure, but there's no, you don't get any of that sinister black metal riffing. Like there's not yeah. really riffs and it's not because there's no guitars, although I think there might be bass guitar. Um, yeah
1: i think there's bass
0: yeah but um the the drums are extremely black metal like minimal black metal and that whispery screeching um yeah definitely black metal i love his vocals me too um it's but it's pretty melodic music especially on this record and the the subject material is really bleak just like a lot of traditional black metal or like nihilistic even but the music doesn't sound like very woeful to me just in terms of emotional impact which kind of makes sense because like botanists might be in fact anticipating like the coming extinction of the human race, so it's almost like his music's a glor- like a glorious response to, to hoping that that's gonna happen, and yeah. I, I almost that's kind of the way I approach his records, which um, is funny like you're wanting to bring on this this apocalypse, but it's uh, <laughs> it's it's from a to- I, it's, it's from a total like a extreme environmentalist like sort of perspective.
1: I have a friend that listens to a lot of like chug chug metal. And, um, I was like, all right, let me see if I could introduce him to some bands that I'm into. And I told him to check out botanist and <laughs> were, he you did an asking, to, were you just fucking with him? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, maybe he'll like it. I don't know. So I, I told him to check out botanist and he, I asked him, what'd you think? He was like, it was, it was interesting. It was, it was cool. Weird. I was like, yeah. All right. This guy's not going to like any of the, the metal bands that I like. <laughs> probably not but you also threw him a really you threw him a curveball for sure
0: i yeah i did <laughs> but you know what it might not be a curveball in the sense that like if if it's like a lot of that sinister grim just sort of black metal that can really just like turn people off because it's so oppressive and this music to mm-hmm. me is not as not oppressive at all it's very yeah. like yeah. I, I can't I picture like the album cover when I listen to it, I picture like being in these like magnificent gardens and like overgrown sort of like areas of earth that are untouched by like mankind's like, you know, destruction.
1: I was, so like when I was putting like together my list and just kind of like reading up on, on the bands, I wound up reading up that botanist, like one of his influences was just reading the fucking dictionary and re, like finding terms the uh scientific terms of yeah. flowers and like i'm pretty sure this album all the names of the songs are the scientific terms of right. flowers which is fucking i think is awesome
0: yeah like carcass the death metal band would do they did a very similar thing they would open up biology books cuz all their stuff was about gore and and that's how a lot of like that's why carcass song titles are so long and in that kind of thing i wonder if like there's just like a, a the sign segment of the scientific community like botanist community that like fucks with this band at all <laughs> or like if you were to show it to them i'm sure they have no context or barely any context for like black metal or experimental music if they Seriously. if they just would like it just on the basis of like the <laughs> concepts and stuff like that yeah
1: So shit. All right. So yeah, that was my pick for, that was my first pick. So who do you got for your first pick?
0: Uh, Okay. For pick number two, I selected Midwife. Uh, The song is called Way Out and it's from an album called Like Author, Like Daughter from 2017. So this was actually not initially released on the Flenser, but the Flenser did re-release it as a digital only album. And they also re- uh, released Midwife's uh, album from. It's from this year, isn't it? Twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. The new one, which is uh, excellent. But um, so Midwife is a Denver-based multi-instrumentalist um, named Madeline. Madeline, uh, sorry if I'm getting it wrong either way. Uh, Johnston, and you were talking earlier about she describes it as heaven metal. Um, yeah. Or emotive music about devastation. Um, there is nothing metal about her music at least sonically um but uh I loved this album when it came out and I everybody oh I've God, ever dude, seen it. talk about this album just the, the praise that they heap on it is very different from most other
1: really great records like if you get it you get it I feel like with that album like if you enjoy uh-huh. it you like love it and that's how I feel about that album like I absolutely lo- that album is so important to me I fucking love that album so much
0: me too. And uh, her music's very familiar sounding to me, not because it's like a derivative of anything at all, but because the vocals are mixed in this way that it, it feels like they're being sung directly like into your ears, like being whispered directly into your ear almost. It has that kind of effect from the mixing. I get a similar feeling from uh, the artist Grouper. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Grouper. It's a project yeah, by uh, Liz yeah, Harris, one of my all-time favorite projects. Um, So I I hear a lot of things in Midwife's music. Um, The guitars remind me of like slowcore and shoegaze, maybe even some early emo sometimes. Um, And kind of a smashing pumpkins at their dreamiest, but way more lo-fi, obviously. Um, And I do find Madeline's vocals to be like very pop forward, I would say, very infectious. Like I get the melodies, her vocal melody stuck in my head all the time and it's really sad downer music but it's like sad sing along kind of music and and i don't know that quality i think has a lot in common with have a nice life like i see i could see cross between those two groups because they occasion they a lot of the times will have these vocal melodies you just like kinda of want to belt out um, because they're so they're so good but this is one of my favorite records of the year of the year that it came out and it's been on repeat ever since it's like endlessly listenable like you're saying uh, it's a go-to album for me that just kind of like swallows me up, and it's like kind of like a blanket, like a comfortable blanket. And I don't know why, but like heartbreaking music just puts me in a nice mood. Like <laughs> I never go to this album when I'm feeling sad; it has an opposite effect on me. What What did you think about? Um, what do you think about Midwife and this song and this this record?
1: Dude, I was so happy to see that you had Midwife on your list. Her music is in incredible man um as i mentioned her music is very very important to me i discovered her music in a time where i was like really battling depression and i would i just like dove into this album heavily seven months six months straight i was just listening to it incessantly um it got to a point where like once i started feeling better i couldn't revisit this album because it made Mm. me think about Dealing with depression, and now I'm at a point where I could revisit that album and enjoy it without feeling so morose, and seeing how fucking beautiful that album is and how incredible those songs are. Sometimes I listen to them, and I'm just like, "What makes these songs so incredible is almost the the simplicity to them." Sometimes Um, I, I hope I'm 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 articulating that properly. Like I just feel like they're not super like insanely intricate songs but they are so like it just works so beautifully i i don't know how to describe it properly um and just her vocals are amazing her lyrics are incredible and the vulnerability that she has in these uh and her music is just unbelievable and yeah grouper man is like such a great i would say very very great um example of another artist that i would say would be uh, on par with her music Um, she, dude, she, uh, I don't know if you saw Madeline did, uh, like a Facebook live, like show a month or two ago. Um, and I don't know if it, I I haven't been drinking very much. And like, I don't know, I drank that night and I don't know if it was from the booze or just from her performance. But dude, like, I was like straight up in tears watching her perform because it was just like, it was amazing, man. She is, her music, I think, is just on another level. She's one of my all time favorite. Musicians, and I, I imagine that anything she puts out here on, from here on out, like I'll, I'll love. Have you have you listened to Sister Grotto before? No, but I know that's uh, se- that's just like
0: a second band that.
1: Oh, she, dude! She's in. Yeah, so what's it like? Yeah, that's like very similar. So I think, if my understanding correct is correct, that it's essentially like the uh, same kind of music, but it's just. Her in a different sort of headspace, I guess, or just kind of like singing about different sorts of things. So she felt like she had to call that Sister Grotto and then midwife something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could be mistaken. But if you like, if you like midwife, you will absolutely like Sister Grotto. It's fucking incredible. I would highly recommend. Uh, there's a song that she put out under Sister Grotto on a comp called Blight Makes Right. <laughs> the song is called How It Ends. That's it's great. incredible, dude. And they she also did a remix with this artist called Rainbow for that song and it's just as good. So yeah. Her her music is just like it's so beautiful, it's so uh, morose and amazing. It's just like uh it's it's on another level, man. It's so great.
0: Yeah, it's I think it's an Elizabeth color wheel kind of thing where it's like the yeah, midwife is gonna be huge potentially. Um so yeah i uh i think i found out about that this midwife record from tom from planning for burials twitter where he was just like gushing about it and that happens a lot where uh flenser artists will be gushing about an about an artist and then six months later they put that artist is putting out yeah. a, a record on the flenser. so there's definitely like a refer a friend kind of shit happening like over oh there. absolutely
1: dude <laughs> I've, I've mentioned this multiple times on, on create and destroy, but Tom was has introduced me to so many amazing bands. Um, midwife being one of them, like he put out, he did a split with midwife. Um, but then like I was, towards the end of the year, was it 2016 or 2017? I can't remember when it was that, um, like author, like daughter came out, but it was like towards the end of the year, 2017. I find, uh, yeah, so it was like it was like right around Christmas time when I discovered right. that album, and it wasn't until album. the summer, man. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't until the summer, man, of the following year when I was like, all right, I maybe I should start listening to some other shit because I was just listening to it constantly.
0: Yeah, no, you had to, you had to put it down. You said for a while and, and revisit. Yeah. mean that that speaks to the to the power of the music, obviously. I think Tom from Playing for barrel should be should. Is basically become a co-owner of the Flenser at this point. You know what I mean, <laughs> dude. Tom is all
1: yeah. I, shout out to Tom Wuzluck. He's got uh, he's got great taste in music. And if if you don't follow Tom Wuzluck on social media, follow him just so you could see his album of the year, his his uh, albums of the year list every year because he has some really great um, albums that he usually listens to each year. And I've I learned about a lot of bands strictly from Tom.
0: Yeah, also great, great taste in albums that like, I think generally get a bad rap and like he'll, he'll go, he'll go to bat for, for our bands and albums that, that are like kind of universally decried, but, uh, so I, it's, it, I've, I've done that a few times where I went back and listened to, to something that he's, he'll stick up for bands that like, are not cool by any means to like, so I, I appreciate that about him as well, but yeah, let's go ahead and play this, uh, midwife track and then, uh, we'll come back with one of yours.
1: Yeah. So my next selection is Luther by Blackwing. So, oh my God, I cannot even begin to describe how much I love this album and how much I've listened to it since it came out in 2015. It is so good. Um, And I feel like of all of Dan Barrett's projects, this might be the one that doesn't get as much love as it deserves. There, sometimes I wonder if I have spent more time listening to um, Black. And I should mention the name of the album is is Doomed. Um, I sometimes wonder if I've spent more time listening to Is Doomed than than even some of the Have a Nice Life or Giles Corey stuff. Like I fucking love this album so much. It's definitely one of my all-time favorite albums. And this project of Dan, it's a solo like chill wave project and i didn't know whether that was
0: a joke or not when it first came out (laughs) yeah
1: no i get that's like a a genre um and it's dude it's incredible so like his other projects this this album delves into themes that are are morose and but specifically with his experience with uh dealing with a health scare and i struggle this is another thing that i struggled with i wasn't i i was torn between choosing this song or if I let him in, but I ultimately chose Luther because the song is, it just fucking bumps, man. It is, yeah. it, it's such a goddamn good song. And I listen to that song and it totally gets me energized whenever I too. listen to it, man. And like, there's the bass in the song that is just so fucking good. Uh, there's a video that came out for this song. YouTube that shit if if you haven't seen it before. It's you'll definitely enjoy it if you're a Twin Peak uh, Twin Peaks fan. But yeah, the, it's such an incredible song, man. And one of the things that I love about Dan Barrett's music is. I love his lyrics and I feel like as a vocalist and as a frontman he does a phenomenal job with his lyrics and uh, the vocal patterns that, that he creates. So I, I just think his chops as a lyric, as a lyrical, excuse me, as a lyricist and a vocalist uh, are are great and i feel like he really shines on this album and it's some of my favorite lyrics um that he's put out of any of his projects so yeah 40 minutes of amazingness i fucking love this album and this song is so goddamn good so yeah be prepared if you have never listened to the song before it's totally dance worthy man
0: it is those hi- i love those hi-hats it's,
1: yeah uh, oh, it's dude, like it's so good it's a,
0: it's a basically an electronic album um yeah but is something I noticed with a lot of Flenser bands is they're fans of burying their vocals in the mix, like, a lot. And Black Wing is, like, no exception to that. So just a warning, if you're going to go down this Flenser rabbit hole, you need to be okay with buried vocals. Like, because it's such, it, it happens so frequently in terms of the production. But, it's of course, it's for artistic effect. Um, but a lot of the, the beats and percussion on this album reminds me of, are you a fan of The Body?
1: No, I've never heard of them before.
0: You've never heard the body, okay? Um, oh,
1: I'm I'm sorry. I thought you said the Bodley. I was, I, but oh, yes, no, no. no, the body. The yeah, body. I, yeah, yeah, Yes, absolutely, cool. like the body. Um, yeah.
0: the the way that they use in, in on this Blackwing record, the way that they use beats in their music, these like dinky sounding like thuds and beats here reminds me of how the body does it. And just in terms of rhythm and percussion and stuff like that. Obviously, musically, very different shit. Yeah.
1: But, dude, that's a good point. So, like, the last song, if I let him in, the the percussion is literally boom, 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 which is, like, so simple, but it's fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it might be him just tapping on a table, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) potentially to make that beat, or it could be a drum machine, obviously. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I like how Dan fuses like his vocals, like the chanting kind of style singing with the synths mm-hmm. to the point where it be- they become indistinguishable from each other because mm-hmm. it's so, so layered and noisy. Like he does that in this track and I think it's, it's excellent. But if I let him in as my favorite on the album, I think it's one of the best songs Dan has ever written. Um, yeah.
1: That, that entire album, man, I think is like absolute perfection. There is not a track on that song, that album I don't like. Um, I like i said my t- my two choices were um luther and if i let him in but there's the song before if i let him in and i'm totally forgetting the name of it where like the end is that warden talking about um you know people on death row like that yeah. song is fucking amazing um yeah. there's just so many good st- it, there's so many good songs in that album it's fucking great
0: yeah underrated black definitely definitely get into that one
1: All right. So yeah. So who do you got for your next pick?
0: All right. So I've got Mamalik. Uh, the song is called Nothing But Loss and it's off the album Via Dolorosa from 2015. Um, so maybe before I get into it, I'm, I'm curious. what I don't know what your take is on, on Mamalik because this is, we can agree, this is one of Flensier's Flinger, most fucking crazy, weird bands.
1: Dude, that they, they this is like weirdo music to a T, and for the <laughs> longest time, I did not like Mama Leak. I didn't get it. Like I wasn't into their music, and then they released Come and See this year, which is fucking fantastic, and I finally get it now. And I've I've gone back and revisited their their previous releases, and yeah, they are. A really great band i don't want to say they're an acquired taste but like for me i i listened to them and i didn't like them at first and it took some time to get into their music and they are a band that is fucking crazy man just some of the stuff that they do they're so unique no, they're another band no one sounds like Mama Leak at all like not, not even close all all. Yeah. not even close so yeah for the longest time i didn't like their music I didn't listen to them I didn't fully appreciate them but it wasn't until their most recent release where it was like it clicked and I finally I finally get it now with Mama Leak.
0: Hmm. so you tried with maybe a couple of their their past records didn't didn't really stick with you and then this, you know this last one I love I love this album I think it's probably my favorite of the year so far. Yeah um, same. And it's a little more I don't know, it's a weird word to use this band like streamlined than some of their other stuff. There is I mean, they sound really like a live band playing in playing together on this record in a way that they I don't think that they do on past records. Mm -hmm. Past records, it sounds like a lot of like very stitched together, kind of like editing and playing and um, almost like bedroom projects kind of thing. This new one, they sound like they sound like a band, like all playing. And I think they finally started playing live uh, very recently Mm -hmm. before COVID hit. So maybe um, maybe those two things are linked. But um the other thing about Mamalik is, like, they're two anonymous brothers, apparently. Yeah. Um, yep. And they record in San Francisco and Beirut, Lebanon. Um, so uh, they, they repeatedly create, like, some of the most uh, intriguing, like, just crazy, like... I, th- the word black metal gets attached to these guys, but it's... Uh, you have... It's such a, like, a... I don't know. I think that's almost just to, like, fool people. Um, yeah. And the, and the, the band name is interesting. The band names, it sounds like a variation of the Arabic word Mamluk, which is like means a non-Muslim slave soldier. Um, so and these guys have no public persona whatsoever. Um, so it's a mystery. It's I think to all the fans like who they are, unless maybe they know them in real life. I don't know anything about the actual people about making. Yeah, music same.
1: I've tried to I recently tried to get them on the podcast, but no dice. Sadly. Yeah, they, were,
0: they were just not not down.
1: Yeah, I went through Jonathan. No dice, sadly. I don't. But yeah, I mean, I, even like lyrics. They don't you can't do interviews. Find into their lyrics. Yeah.
0: Nope. I've seen a. I've seen a couple of interviews with them, and not a lot is dispelled in the inter in the interview. It's very short, um, which is you know a very black metal thing to do as well, I suppose. But um, I I the thing I read about this band all the time is that they they combine like all these disparate sounds together, and that it shouldn't work, but it does. That kind of you know like critique phrase and i think that's definitely true but i also think that description can apply to bands that are melding things that do sonically work together cuz these guys take the concept way farther than than most people and it's really hard to talk about a Mama League sound because it's a band that has been morphing since day 1 um but they're unmistakable from album to album song to song uh you hear everything in their music you hear like old-timey jazz like especially in the guitar leads these like really nimble like gypsy jazz kind of things to noisy lo-fi black metal, although it's never just straight up black metal. There's always something twisted happening. Um, Kind of like fucked up sounding trip hop kind of stuff. You know, some of the beats remind me of Boards of Canada. Um, And then like this kind of almost theatrical uh, stuff that reminds me of The Residents or like even Sun City Girls, who are an old band from Arizona. Um, but the, the song that I picked here, uh, I think the song is a, is a good introduction to them because it's a pretty out there song, but it is a little bit more of an approachable place to start with a band. The guitar tone on the song is amazing. The, I love the vocalist his singing is so gruff and like deranged. Um, and majority of the songs end up, or I'm sorry, the, the, this song in particular, like it ends like the last three minutes of the song are just this repeated bassline that has tons of delay on it. And in most people's minds, it goes on way too fucking long, but I don't know why I personally love when a band just like lets a part repeat for a good while when it's a really cool part. It's a nice way of just like lulling the listener and letting them know that like, you know, you're not in charge of any of this shit. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I want in this moment. Um, but yeah, again, uh, really insane band, one of the more insane bands on the Flenser, obviously big ups to their 2020 album, Come and See, which is the best record I've heard this year. And I'm actually thinking about doing uh, an episode devoted to a single artist on my podcast. And if I do, I think Mama Leak would be one of the first ones I do because they're so interesting from record to record.
1: Yeah, dude. So I am right there with you. Come and see is my my pick right now for album of the year. It, it's it's incredible, man. Like that album, I listen to it and it just it blows me away. Like I could decipher some of the lyrics at times. And I think the lyrics that I can <laughs> understand are amazing. Um, but to, to nothing lost. So this was an album that, you know, once I started getting into come and see, I wound up revisiting, you know, all their their material that i could uh that's up on spotify and yeah. this album is great man and i love the song after nothing but lost pain is providence that song is yeah. so goddamn good man for
0: sure yeah there's 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 all kinds of uh there's all uh, there's all sorts of highlights on all over their records i think they've they've put out two records in between this one and the one that just came out in 2020 mm-hmm. and then they have a back catalog that if you go back and listen, is a little more, a little more like uh, incorporating really strange black metal sort of influences into the music. But I think it's something that they have been shedding more and more um, as as the time has gone by. And I I I, I don't know why I am reminded sometimes of Wreck and Reference when I listen to Momlike. I don't think they sound alike, but I, it's almost like their approaches are are aligned or something like that
1: well i i think you're on to something because yeah they don't sound alike but one of the things that i love about wreck and reference is their albums sound different each album sound that's I mean, what it, that's what tell, it is yeah, yeah you could tell it's wreck and reference but they they sound different um on each record and yeah yes. that's definitely something i've noticed with mama leak is i, that's I think that's 100%. fucking awesome man right not resting on your laurels and right. challenging yourself and doing something Doing something unique each each album and yeah, and yeah. pulling it
0: off. I mean, and mm-hmm. the, them being I mean, I can't decide what the best Mama League record is. I can't decide what the best dragon reference record is because they're all excellent. They're all consistent. And this is different from bands like Planning for Burial. Not to say that Planning for Burial doesn't do different things on different records, but there is more of a constant through line with, with Tom's music and Planning for Burial, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just expecting expecting something a little bit different with with those ours
1: Sure. So yeah, I felt like it would be sacrilegious to talk about the Flenser and not talk about planning for burial. So when I was putting together my list, um, I immediately was like, I got to have a, I got to have planning for burial on, on my, my list. And I initially was going to pick dull knife part one and part two. I consider those one, one song. And yep. then I decided that would have been totally good. It. Yeah. <laughs> then I decided against it. Um, those are I like two of that like one of my favorite songs of Planning for Burials, Um, but I decided to pick Night Swimming by Planning for Burial, which is from the, it was originally released in 2013 on Enemies List, and then it was re-released by the Flenser in 2016. And Night Swimming is a prime example of why I fucking love Tom's music so much because he has songs like Whiskey and Wine that make me want to lose my mind and fucking scream until I can't speak any longer. And then he has a song like Night Swimming, which is this softer just beautifully melancholy song and he's got this dichotomy in the in his music and i absolutely love that about tom's music and yeah night swimming is one of my absolute favorite songs of tom's and this album in general quietly is a phenomenal release um i, I feel like it's one of his releases that doesn't get as much love so like leaving um decideratum and and below the house people love those, but I don't hear people talk about quietly as much. And I feel like it's such a goddamn good release. And this is definitely my favorite um, song from that album. And one of the things that I love about that song is the lyrics, man. All oh, the lyrics are so good. Um, and I also love like, he's just got the the drone in that song, the guitar, there's like beautiful synth that is playing. It just, it totally pulls me in and sucks me in and that's been a track I've I don't often find myself listening to songs on repeat but this is one of those songs where there have been moments where I've just put this song on and have listened to it for like 30 minutes straight, just on repeat. This (laughs) is another, there's also been few songs that make, have made me cry. And this is one of those songs that have, that has brought me to tears. Um, and I think a big part of that is because of the lyrics, the lyrics I feel like are very poetic. Um, so yeah, that alone makes this song, this song will always be special to me just because of that alone. Um, this is also a song that Tom refuses to play live and I have pestered him so many goddamn times. He's probably like, oh, this fucking guy is asking me to play this song and I don't want to play it. Um I've, I've pestered him so many times to play this song live, so hopefully one of these days, because I, w- I will continue to ask him to play this song, one of these days, hopefully I'll get him to break and, and get him to play this song live. But this is, like a, again, a perfect example of why I think Tom's music is so incredible. Um, he's able, He's another artist that pulls from different genres and creates something that is so unique is so planning for burial no one makes music like planning for burial um and he he hits a home run with his music uh you know below the house is probably one of my all-time favorite albums so it was tough to not pick a song from that album but i felt like this was this is a song that i think really does a does justice to the Flenser as far as how they can have these artists that can pull from all the all different genres and can like Tom have heavy as hell songs and then songs that are, are more, uh, softer more subdued. So yeah. Night Swimming by Planning for Burial. So fucking good.
0: Yeah. I wasn't familiar with this record. I was familiar with all of his other albums. Um, and then we were talking about this and you also, uh, on, a, on, when you interviewed Tom on your podcast, we're talking about this song. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I I learned about it then and I think I added it to a playlist and I just never, never went and checked it out. But this is an incredible album. So this album is, I didn't know this, it's a series of EPs that yeah, that together is called Quietly. And I think the title is that these are kind of more subdued yeah. than, than some of his other material. Although he's always had that mood and style in his music. Like you're saying, it, things can get heavy. Things can get loud and noisy. Um, I, I saw in Bandcamp for this, for Quietly, one review called Planning for Burial. Uh, I liked this, opiated indie doom gaze. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, there's like a heavy, like I need to like lull myself to sleep or drink myself to <laughs> into oblivion or like, uh, th- th- there seems to be some kind of, some feeling of, like, uh, just despair with a, a fair amount of Tom's music that... It's heavy. This is heavy stuff,
2: for sure.
1: Yeah, well, like, Tom's music almost encapsulate like... It's weird. His project almost encapsulates like my taste as a whole in music. How I could listen to like softer stuff, um, but then I could also listen to super fucking heavy stuff. And and that's one of the things I love about Tom's music. I feel like there's n- there's no one else that I can think of that pulls uh, pulls that off the way that Tom does, you know? I think there are there are some slowcore bands that can have like softer sound and stuff and then some of their songs may sound heavier, but Tom pulls metal influence into his music and post rock and shoegaze and yeah. post punk. It's just like it, the list goes on and on and he does it in such a fucking awesome way.
0: Yeah. It's like he can do anything like whatever, yeah. whatever he wants to do, he's going to do it and pull it off and below the house. I'm with you on, I mean, you took a lot of discipline not to select something from below the house. I would think that was yeah, my favorite. Uh, that was my favorite album of that year by far. Also every literally every single person I've ever Recommended that album too, is to has but come back and been like, "Holy shit, it's,
1: it's incredible, incredible, dude!" That yeah. that that album, I think, is going to wind up being like a super important album, and especially if you're a fan of the Flenser, I think that that album is going to wind up being like a seminal album. Um, I know Jonathan mentioned this to me. It's like, and I agree. Like, how the fuck do you follow that album up if you're Tom? Because it's it's incredible, man. Like, I remember. Listening to you know Dull Knife Part One and Dull Knife Part Two for the first time, and literally like just being fucking floored and blown away by, by those songs. Have you ever seen him play live before or no? I
0: haven't. I don't. Think oh I've my seen god, a, dude! A lot of flenser artists, to be honest. I've seen Bostonage before, uh, and I've seen. I Reckon haven't Reference. seen
1: Bostonage. I've seen Riff and Reference. I haven't seen Bostonage. So, dude, Planning for Burial live is incredible. Um it like blows me away because it's just him and he does everything live um and it's like it's amazing to see and as someone that plays guitar I don't know how the fuck he does it like it, I it's literally like it doesn't compute in my brain how he is able it's a lot to of do what he does Looping yeah he's got like stuff that cool. is like I think he's got samplers that are going it dude it's just it's like wild to fucking see man it's it's that alone just makes him in like another, again, another tier. Um, oh yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It would be, it would be, cause a lot of his music, you, you probably, I, I wonder if he could make it a full band thing. I'm not saying that would be better. Um, but I, I think a lot of the songs on below the house, you can, if you didn't know anything about playing for Barrely, you, you press play on below the house. I think you'd think it was a lot, It was like a three or four piece band, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, th- I mean, like if I were a Tom, if I could pull that off too, I'd be like, why the fuck have other people in a band in in being a band. Right. Um, and I, oh, sure. I, 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 I'm wondering if that's part of it. I don't remember if we talked about that, but I, I have to imagine that part of it, it was almost like a, a necessity of like, Hey, let me see if I could figure this out. Maybe I could do this ship without having to rely on other people, is my guess, but yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, who knows. Okay. All right, well let's uh let's listen to Night Swimming by Planning for a Burial. Okay, my next pick is by the band Bostonage. Uh, The song is called Crux, and it's off the album Further Still from 2018. So these guys are a San Francisco band. Uh, They're probably the most overtly metal band on our track list. Um, And there's a black metal influence here for sure. But these guys don't play like big metal riffs at all. Um, and I've seen them compared to Slint a lot, but I don't know. I think that really only comparison only comes through with like the quiet, clean guitar parts that kind of like build slowly. Um, the albums are based on short stories that are written by the vocalist and I, um, Dan, I'm hoping you can kind of get a little bit more into this because I, I I'm I'm not am not a massive lyrics guy. It's not that I don't read them or connect with them. Um, I just sometimes for- <laughs> I just sometimes forget about them. Um, so I'm a little more music forward. So maybe maybe you can maybe you can uh, shine a light here because I what I do know about Bostonage, and this is that the storytelling and the short stories and the lyrics are like a big part of the appeal for yes. people who really love this band.
1: So yeah, dude, that was what initially like made me fall in love with Bostonage is is his lyrics and what. So the lyrics are f- phenomenal, no doubt about it. But what blows me away is this fucking dude, Brian Manning, the singer. Um, he is singing and it's super like metal abrasive singing. And he's screaming these this these short story lyrics and pulling it off. And that to me is like mind blowing that he is writing a short story and then is not not only is he able to write this short story in a lyric format and it works, but then he's able to pull it off with his singing. And that to me is what fucking like blows my mind with his uh, with his music. So. I like this song specifically crux right the lyrics to this song are fucking amazing because it's like if i remember correctly it's just a story about kind of going into a room or something like that and there's just all this shit in this room there's a ton the room is completely like just um overflowing with with these items in it um but at the end of the the song the whole point of the the track is the The person telling this story will say. Not that, you know, the items or these rooms, that has nothing to do with it. It's just that he knew. That this was ex- going to unfold the way it did. And he knew he was going to find these items in this room. And it's amazing. Like, his, he is, Brian is such a great writer. Um, I would highly recommend if you haven't read, he put out a, a a short story called Blear, which you can get from the Flenser. Highly recommend it because it's really, really cool. He's just a phenomenal writer, man. And I think he is a, a vocalist that is, again, just in another tier, man. Like, no one does. No one puts a, writes a short story and makes it into a song, and then is able to pull it off the way that Brian does. And yeah, his vocals, even that aside, his vocal sound freaking incredible.
0: Yeah, very agonized.
1: Yeah, and oh. and
0: pained kind of style. It's not it's not black metal style vocals at all.
1: It's so good, and like, oh, dude! So like the last song on that album, "Faraway Place." That song is so fucking good. And this is a perfect example where like, and I love that Boston Oz does this. They have several songs where like they have a part that they just fucking drag out. Like there's the uh, the part in yeah. Faraway Place that they just keep playing. Um, An ideal ledge off of, uh, I'm totally drawing a blank on the name of the record, but it's... Um, All is it all fours? I can I honestly can't even remember right now. But ideal ledge they're the same thing. They just kinda like c- keep playing the same part over and over and it works and it's so fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's not a lot of riff there's no riffing happening on Boston Naj's music, but mm-hmm. it's fat. it can be very fast. I mean there's a lot of blast mm-hmm. beats in this. The drummer is just one of the be- one of the just the most monster killer drummers. Uh you'll ever hear in metal for sure um his fills are just totally completely insane uh, really stands out all of their albums are excellent i think they've put out two albums on profound lore and maybe a couple on flenzer so they're like they bounce between these these labels it seems
1: yeah i think um, the album that i that ideal and ideal ledges on i think that came out on profound lore if i'm not three? mistaken yeah i think so I'm gonna have yeah, to, I'm like, looking it up right now because I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, three. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that one came out on Profound Lore.
0: Yeah, I love that record. I don't I don't think Bostonage tours a lot. It seems like um, I caught I did catch them once live here in Arizona, and they were incredible. And I brought a couple friends with me too, and and they were really into it. And these are these are friends who were expecting metal and didn't. and came out of that where it's like is that was not metal. They weren't disappointed at all, but. Uh, it's uh it's it's again boston is a good example of a band that is doing like especially with the creative uh storytelling and writing um and with this band it's 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 similar to botanist where it's like there's no one else putting that much concept and thought and create like outpouring of creativity into into their music it's it's more than just a band that rules you know what i mean
1: yeah and i think not you know not to go back to this but you know i I came from a very like punk hardcore sort of like scene. I grew up listening to a lot of punk, a lot of hardcore, and a, a lot of that is sort of like you know, fuck art and like fuck sh- mainstream stuff, and <laughs> yeah. we're just gonna make these super fucking fast songs that are loud and abrasive, and they're gonna be like a minute fucking long, yeah, right? And I don't, shit. yeah, right. So there, uh, you know, not to say that that's not art. Um, no, there's but, a time and uh, place for caveman
0: shit. 100%. Yeah,
1: but like. <laughs> The, the, the artists on the Flenser, there is a deep thought process that goes into their music and their artwork. And yeah, Bostonage is a perfect example of this, right? Brian is an author and a writer, man, and he brings that skill set to his his singing. And yeah, that, that to me is like, what, when I listen to Bostonage, it like fucking blows me away that this guy is singing short stories to a song. That, that like blows my mind.
0: Yeah, and uh, when I saw them live, he was just a, like very. What seemed like like nervously pacing around and just like screaming, and it was very, uh, very intense. I'm and, sure. Um, yeah, there's 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 no frills about what they do in a live setting. I mean, they're just an insanely tight and excellent live band, and and every all that emotion really comes through, and you could tell this. It's like an outburst. Maybe that's why they can't play live because it's just yeah. like I can't, <laughs> I can't like, I can't let this part part. I can't. Re- release this too much because <laughs> some really bad things might happen if I keep doing it. I don't know. But um, love this band. This is one of the first, this was, I think, the band that got me into the Flensers. So they always hold a special place in my heart.
1: Yeah. Uh, so track
0: seven. We've got a couple, uh, one more each.
1: Wreck and reference. So I went with the track "Bullwhips" from one of my another one of my all time favorite albums, um, in, "In Different Rivers, Romance Ends." And here's another band, man. That is totally genre defying. This is a project from Felix Skinner and Ignat Frege. Are they a metal band? Are they a noise band? Like, I don't know what the best way to describe them. Your guess would be as good as mine. But they are absolutely amazing. Um, and everything that they've released has been absolutely stellar. And we talked about this before. Each of their releases sound different. And I, I really respect that they do that. They, they don't rest on their laurels, that they're trying to continually grow and to continually push the boundaries with what they're making. Um, but they, they do wade in various musical genre waters, so they pull from metal, they pull from noise, um, and no one sounds like Reckon Reckon Reference. They're another band that no one even comes close to sounding like what Reckon Reckon Reference does. Um, On top of that, their music at times feel very assaulting and abrasive, while also feeling just completely and utterly depressing and bleak. And... As I mentioned, Bull, Bull Whips is off of Indifferent Rivers, Romance Ends. And that album came out in 2016. That was my album of the year that year. Yeah. I listened to it record. nonstop, dude. Like, I listened to it nonstop. It is absolutely incredible. And that was another, that album, I was torn between several songs from that album. But I finally settled on Bull Whips. And um, I got to see them at the Flenser uh showcase show and it was the first time and first and only time i got to see them and it was oh, such a was sight that? man that was in uh brooklyn oh, and it was okay. such a sight because um i'm trying to remember i think it's ignat that, the, that have
0: a nice life headlighting that yes one, was it that yes
1: one? okay yeah yeah so ignat plays drums and and sings so ignat and felix they both sing yeah. um ignat has the more like abrasive style of vocals where felix has the more like spoken word kind of vocals yeah, ignat but...
0: sounds like he's hysterically crying and screaming y- at the yeah same time. that's what he sounds like <laughs> right it's <great>. and, f-
1: <laughs> and felix rocks this like sampler Like, and I remember when I saw photos of their live performance for the first time, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't realize that that's what he was using to generate those sounds, at least live. I didn't think that he would be rocking that live. And dude, like, their live performance at the Flenser Showcase show was one of my favorite performances from those two nights. It was fucking incredible, man. Um, Yeah, so this is another band, I think, like, Perfectly encapsulates the Flenser, um, a band that is doing something so unique. They they pull from various genres and they make something that is just incredible that no one else is doing. Um, and and yeah, they they they're awesome. I, I love Wreck and Reference so much. If
0: you weren't gonna put this song and band on your list, I was gonna put it on mine. Like I knew yeah, I, I feel- that, this this was one of the ones down to the song too. I mean, we were just that's
1: awesome. Yeah, did you like? Did you like their last album that they put out?
0: Yeah, I love everything they put out. I've this band has never steered me anywhere that I have not been into.
1: So uh, oddly enough, that when the album for and I'm totally drawing a blank on the album right now. I'm trying to look it up. Um, when it first came out, I didn't like it, and it took me like a, a absolute still life. Um, yeah. It took me a, a listener to to get into it. And then when I got into it, I was like, oh, my God, this album is fucking incredible. And it wound up being like one of my top five albums from 2019. It's so good. That
0: wasn't what happened f- uh, on Indifferent Rivers. No. From their, dude. from their
1: previous album. So Indifferent Rivers, like right from the get go, I was. Because that's a no big that radical
0: album. shift for them, too, from the previous yeah. record.
1: It's Indifferent Rivers is super fucking heavy, super heavy um and super super bleak man like i th- there's the one and i don't remember what song it is but there like one of the lyrics is like i got a suicide pill on my tooth my teeth like I, I wrote like there's another part of uh, lyrics where it's like i wrote a letter about why life mattered and threw it away like there's just so many moments on that album with the lyrics that are just super fucking bleak so yeah they are another band that i absolutely love from the Flenser, so I felt like I could not leave them off. I, I had to have them yep. on this list.
0: Yeah. Yep. When if you weren't gonna go with Planning for Burial or, and uh, Reckon Reference, I was going to. So they were gonna make both those groups were gonna make it on the list yeah. no matter what. And um, I would yeah, I wouldn't even know how to categorize this song. It kind of fits into nothing, but it ha- it does have a pop sensibility to it though. Like you just got to get past this like off kilter rhythms mm-hmm. and the vocals. Uh, the really really kind of gruff vocals, and I don't know. I, I've always sensed that this band has a gothy
1: undertone to them. Yeah, yeah. But, I could see that, definitely. But
0: a lot of their music... It's is not bringing any kind of overt sonic goth qualities. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't sound like a post punk band. They don't sound like a goth band. They don't sound like The Cure or anything like that. It's more of this dread and gloom kind of. I was just about to
1: say, yeah, like when you listen to their music, you just it just feels like a cloud, a fucking like dark cloud of gloom is gonna follow you the entire time you're listening to their music. (laughs) Totally,
0: and that's that links up to when I saw them live. That is that. is what happened because okay you saw them at the at the flenzer um showcase and i'm gonna imagine even if the people i'm gonna guess like the people at that show either really love freaking reference or they're like they're not gonna be like indifferent to them most likely they're really they're gonna love them like them or be like that's not my thing but it's cool i saw them open up for deaf heaven and i the reaction the audience reaction to this man sure
1: so what what year was this that you saw? Because Def Heaven has blown the fuck up, so I feel they've they can definitely pull. I feel like some people that might not be as yeah into like the Flenser as you and I. So yeah, I would imagine that if it, especially if they, it was a point where you know Def Heaven had really blown up, I could totally see people being like, "What the fuck is this weirdo shit?" That I'm yeah, listening it was, to.
0: Right, right. It was the record. Deaf Heaven did after Sunbather, the tour for that record. I forget what that album's called.
1: Oh, uh, New Bermuda? Is that it? New Bermuda.
0: It was a New Bermuda tour. That, they had record reference opening up some leg of, of their tour, which was great. That's cool that they took them out.
1: I feel like I feel like the stereotypical asshole that's like, I, I haven't been able to enjoy their music after Sunbather, sadly, where it's like, oh, I like their older stuff better, but I, I do. like And like I said, Deaf Heaven is what has opened my you know, got me into the Flenser, but New Bermuda and their, what was, uh, what their most recent release last year, I could Ordinary not Ordinary
0: something, right? Yeah,
1: whatever it was, I could not, couldn't get into it at all.
0: I haven't, I haven't been up to date on them at all, but that, for that show, like, I had never heard Wreck and Reference before at that point, and I wasn't—I wasn't a big Deaf Heaven guy either. But I, you know, I just wanted to see what their thing was. Um,
1: so, like, what what was your like? What was going through your mind when you when you saw them?
0: <laughs> so it's just like I walked in the venue while they were playing because I was a little bit late. I didn't know. I saw the name Wreck and Reference on the bills. So I was like, okay, I don't know who these guys are. I didn't like look them up before I went. So there's two dudes, like you're saying. One of them's holding a box, and I'm like what is that box and it's you know obviously the sampler and then there's the drummer and they're just like belting out the strangest music everyone and everybody who was there was just either perplexed or had a, like some kind of gross look on their face and then there was like three or four people who were just in awe and that was like what I, what me and i remember at one point a friend walked up to me while they were playing and was like hey i'm gonna go outside i can't fucking stand this and i'm just like okay cool will see ya." And then I just stayed there watching the, watching the rest of the set. And even when Def Heaven went on, I just spent the rest of the night thinking about that De- Wreck and Reference set and how it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. And I couldn't stop talking to everyone around me about how great it was. And nobody was, nobody was on the same page. So not to say like, I, like I have a, a special like <laughs> thing, but it was just, there was something really intense about the way, um, the way they perform live when he's just holding the sampler and just like just screaming into the mic and just like really just letting it all out. And just, it sounded, it also sounded so good. Yeah, dude, it's something else, man. I was like, I don't know what these guys sound like on record at all, but like live, this is incredible. And it's, it was very true to like, uh, how how they sound on record as well, because I, you listen to record reference. You're like, I don't know how they're making these sounds. Like, yeah,
1: What's been, pretty about cool, it man. Traditional. What's been pretty cool is like after you and I, you know, scheduled this, I've been listening to, cause working on my list and then, you know, writing up some stuff. And I've been listening to a shit ton of Flenser artists and specifically wreck and reference, man. And specifically in different, um, rivers, mm-hmm. I, I, dude, they are, they're so good, man. Uh, they, they are definitely like one of my, I would say one of my favorite bands. They're, they're incredible.
0: Yeah, they're one of these like legacy kind of flenser acts along with Mama Leak and Planning for Burial and in bo- Bostonage, you know. They're yeah. just fi- they're fixtures of
1: the label. Like, I, I like the term legacy I legacy act. I think they're and that's the thing about the flenser. I feel like some of these bands I would be surprised if some of these bands were to leave and go put out albums on different labels that's
0: why Jonathan's just got to lock them into oppressive manipulative contracts and just control <laughs> them from here on out I
2: was a
1: right man last up so what's what's your number eight pick
0: so my number eight pick is uh by the uh, the group brave young that's one word the song is called wonderful and this is off album called misery and pride from 2017 and this to me is the most underrated thing on the Flenser. i had this suspicion confirmed i think it might've been what your interview with Jonathan, it was somebody's interview with Jonathan with The flinter where he talked about how this brave young album was expected to just like, absolutely just go get really big and huge. And it just kind of fell Bombed. flat for some yeah. reason.
1: Yeah. It was on my, my, my podcast. That was on yours. So it, okay, yeah, I was, yeah.
0: I wasn't sure because I always felt that way too. And I didn't know brave young before this album. Apparently the, their older stuff is a little more like post-rock kind of like guitars and um that kind of thing but this rec this album i mean i'm a massive fan of like early sigaros and uh, stars of the lid those are two of my favorite bands in the world and this this album is right up there with that stuff in terms of like quality and impact i mean i just crank up my stereo and put this album on and i just lay on the ground and let the stuff just like work its magic on me because it's it's a very enveloping music and i also think there's no other artist on the flenger that makes music like this this is like very cinematic, ambient, droney, like orchestral music. It reminds me in, in ti- at times of like Arvo Pertz, who's like an incredible Estonian, um, composer and musician. It also reminds me a lot of Stars of the Lid who are, um, one of my all time favorites, um, so there's like strings and there's brass on this record along with like strung kind of playing guitar with a bow to achieve these like grand sort of like waves of, of. Waves of like chords, kind of like effect. Um, it's just very beautiful music. And on this song in particular, the string coda at the end of the song is just it kills me. And I knew it had to be the last track we listened to because this is kind of what the Flenser is all about bumming people out like almost as a sport. <laughs> so I don't know. Were you aware of Brave Young or were you aware of this record? Yeah,
1: yeah, dude. So th- the descriptor that I wrote in my notes is hauntingly beautiful. Like, there, this album is is beautiful, and it is it it can fuck you up. So, like, a perfect example. I was listening to this album yesterday and as I was listening to it, I was like, let me kind of see, let me go read the news a little bit. So I popped on, I went to democracy now and I started reading some of the headlines from democracy now. So reading what's going on in America and listening to the song at the same time, I literally was like, I need to get up and walk away because I'm feeling so anxious right (laughs) now because this music is like not helping at all. But it's absolutely fucking beautiful, man. Like the the album is incredible, and one of the things that I that I love about Brave Young and their music is some of the titles of their tracks, right? Like I love um, I love that they have they have names to their songs, like "We Are Lonely Animals" and (laughs) "You Pig You Pig Should Find a God to Love." Like I think that's so cool (laughs) that they have uh, they have tracks like that. But yeah, man, this is like just a beautiful ambient album that can fuck you up definitely like so yeah be prepared if you're gonna if you've never listened to brave young like be prepared to just kind of be in a space be in a good headspace that's what i would say so that you don't get, be like me and go re- stupidly read head uh news headlines and then get get anxious afterwards
0: yeah i think your description of it being haunting is is accurate that's that's there's definitely a ghostly sort of thing running through this entire record and the the song titles catch is a good one too because it's interesting because that, that band i've mentioned a couple times now stars of the lid does they they also are like a ambient droney kind of band with these long stretched out songs that are so emotionally rich and like mm-hmm. kind of devastating songs with stupid song titles like mm-hmm. just really like silly dumb they seem like they're inside jokes or something like that um but this is this is such an incredible album there's as far as I know, there's no other groups on the Flenser that are like this. I think one of the guys from Pelican, I think his name's Trevor. I forget his last name. I think oh, had, Trevor
1: De, Deba- uh, uh, Trevor DeBauer, yeah. Trevor Debo, something had, like
0: that. He, he had a really good like droney kind of album come out on the Flenser
2: too. Mm-hmm.
0: But in general, you don't see a lot of this like uh, vocalist, instrumental, just ambient or drone kind of thing on this label all that much so yeah i think when when they do dip into that it's you can you can expect that it's going to be really amazing
1: yeah so t- uh you had mentioned my interview with jonathan he talked about how this he thought this album was going to blow up um and it didn't do as well as he anticipated and this was an album where i i'd listened to them when so when did this come out was it 2015 2017 2017 yeah when it came out it did not resonate with me um so they were a band i was just like nah i'm not really into them and then i did that interview with jonathan and he mentioned it and i went back and listened to them listen to them again and it totally resonated when i went back for the second time um but yeah i think part of it is like it's an album that is heavy as hell in terms of like um, emotion um And that's why I feel like it's a it's a haunting album because it can it, it kind of like sinks in and gets you right down to the bones.
0: Yeah, it's very orchestral. It's 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 very cinematic. It's music that you would think would like uh you know soundtrack a a really devastating film about about some like a horrific event or some collapse of society or something along those lines. It's, it 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 really should be used for film, I think a lot of different parts of this album anyway but yeah i wanted to throw this in there last to to bum everyone out obviously and also just uh to highlight a a really underrated flanzer release um, so that you can start off your rabbit hole with like the underrated shit. but um yeah i usually i was planning on us going out on this song so um one of the reasons i do that is because i don't want anyone to exit the podcast without hearing this last track so don't you dare do that listener um dan it's been a pleasure um do you have any uh parting words and um i'm obviously tell us about how we can uh check out the create and destroy podcast and follow follow all of your projects
1: dude so first off thank you so much for inviting me on here dude this was a fucking blast man i had so much fun speaking to you so thank you so much for um for inviting me onto the show and dude keep up your podcast man like when i listened to, when you reached out to me i listened to your podcast and i was super impressed because i could tell you when i first started my podcast it the sound quality was not as good as yours is so keep it up man but um thank you for those you, of friend. you you're very welcome sir um if you want to check out my podcast it's create and destroy uh, create and destroy podbean.com or dot podbean.com but, dude, go support the Flenser, man. Give the Flenser all of your money. Support support Jonathan and all the bands that Jonathan works with because, dude, they are a very special label. I mean, obviously, we talked for, what, like almost two hours about the Flenser. Um, there's very, very few, if any, labels where I could talk about them in the way that I can about the Flenser. So shout out to Jonathan and... Everything he does with the label and all the people that help the Flenser be the best label around, basically.
0: Yeah, I definitely think they're the best label around. There's, there's, there's no other competitor for me. And um, I thank you for all the kind words. It's been really fun to do this. I, I the thing is like we've. Gone two hours, but we barely scratched the fucking surface, to be honest. I, seriously, dude. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, once again, please check out the Create and Destroy podcast. I'm going to link that in the description below. Um, so check out his episodes with Flensor artists and also uh, upcoming artists. Do you have any episodes coming up that you're excited about you want to plug or anything like that?
1: Hell, yeah. I, I just uh, before you and I started uh, recording, I, I sat down with... Um, isa holiday and oh, i'm totally darn a blank on george's last name but um two individuals from the, ba- the band slow crush so uh that should be coming out hopefully in the next couple days or within the next week or so so yeah that that should be cool
0: oh cool right on um so yeah lastly for me please go down the flenzer rabbit hole uh, we've provided a very nice one for you so you don't have to do too much work Um, you don't need to be a sad sack piece of shit to enjoy this music, but I won't lie. It probably helps. (laughs) And, uh, you know, all hail the Flenser. Um, I wish I could come up with some, like, I I wanted to come up with some, like, Flensy Flenser kind of memes (laughs) before, because I just like to, to do that shit. And, um, I didn't come up with any good ones, but some of the ones were, uh, keep on Flensing in the free world. I like that one. (laughs) And just stay flensed. I also like that. But, you know, most importantly, no fun. Not ever. Dan, thanks again. This was Thank awesome. Thank you so much, Shamil. Uh, maybe we will do a part two one day. Hell yeah. Um, if the flenser keeps churning out the, churning
1: out the good shit. Hell yeah, man. All right, man. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers.